Welcome to our 12th episode of the Forgiveness Project podcast. You are so very cared for and highly favored. Let Miss Gorman's words lift you higher <laughs> because you are the light that you've been searching for. As you know, um, the main subject line for our project, um, forgiveness, how's that working for you? My leap into summer has been an enjoyable jump. Moving from the grip of the pandemic to a time of reasonable, safe travel and interaction with family and friends has, has fit my spirit like a well-tailored glove. Friends, I hope that um, uh, for the most part, you share this sentiment with me as you and your family have boomed in, into those days of summer 2021. For me, since the 2021 calendar announced Mother's Day, um, it's been a time that provided a bright, safe journey uh, from home um, to a visit to Chicago. I, I've had much to be grateful for. Uh, grateful for family, for good health, connecting with friends from years past, and finding ways to keep the scale of gratitude and gratefulness pointed toward God and, and how she continues to respond to the cloudiness and the grayness, which also dwells among us. Those emotionally draining characters never completely leave your orbit. Amen. But remember the passage uh, in Matthew chapter four, where Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted. Now this attack immediately followed his baptism. And even in our day and time, the baptism of, of an adult uh, registers um, strongly with the community. So the baptism of Jesus as an adult registered with his community as an act of outward commitment to God. Now, during that, that quiet time and that space before the enemy really released pressure, uh, on Jesus, um, Jesus experienced that natural, uh, uh, hunger that we, we, we're all familiar with at some point. After the span of 40 days, uh, the, the text goes on to say, when Jesus was strapped with physical hunger, uh, the emotionally draining character, which the scripture labels as the devil, he really got busy and, and, and tried to press his claim and capture what belonged to God. He attempted to capture the heir of our mother and father. The passage says that Jesus was prepared to put up the good fight of faith. And he did that with the sword, the sword of the spirit. And, and we know that that is the word of God. Now, we're not saying that quoting scripture um, uh, instantly uh, took away his physical hunger, 
But Jesus's ability to promote God's word made space for the devil to leave him alone and leave him long, uh, uh, long enough for the angels of God to come in. And what did they do? They attended to Jesus's needs, just as our needs are attended to when we make space and when we know the promises. So I thoroughly believe that we can and must always claim the promises of God, especially when we, when we find ourselves under attack, when we find ourselves uh, where there's someone in our, in our core orbit who triggers emotions that, that make you feel ostracized. Or when someone in your core orbit, um, you learn that they can't be trusted. Or maybe someone in your core orbit uh, activates, <laughs> has a way of activating your, your weaknesses and they continual, continually um, promote um, labels that uh, lift you up as being inferior, maybe even incapable. And when someone in your orbit, your core orbit, at, attempts to misuse your kindness, all of these fiery dots and uh, darts, uh, arrows, uh, whatever you might want to call them, um, to um, uh, designate them as being unpleasant, and, and many other similar types can be hurled when you least expect them, my friend. These are the emotional triggers that have justified our numerous acts of unforgiveness. Yes, in our distant past. Amen? But these are those characters that fuel anger, right? We get angry. But now, yes, my friends, over the past two years, one of our primary learnings uh, bestowed upon us by by our our talking together and by our studying um, is that we have learned to extend not our grace but God's grace rather than the wrath of the anger, uh, the wrath that comes uh, from anger, the enemy. So by the grace of God, we are equipped to daily practice the discipline. A pause, and, and rather than uh, it gives us pause, gives us a time to really gather those snippets of God's grace that have already been extended to us, extended to you, extended to me. And um, I'm going to uh, read these, but I want you to know that um, the background for this is from the Gandhi. Canadian Foundation for World Peace, and they shared this practice, the pause, um, this past week on Facebook, and practice the pause, pause before judging, pause before assuming, pause before accusing, pause before you are about to act harshly, and you will avoid doing or saying things that you will regret later. This list of pause practices fits underneath 
that larger umbrella that we carry and it's labeled forgiveness. Over these past two years, we have learned that forgiveness includes forgiving others alongside forgiving ourselves. When I put my pen to paper two years ago to start writing my story, I was so very pessimistic and filled with spiritual eyes that took a deep and difficult review of my pain and the hurt that had followed me for years. And it seemed that this pain and this hurt just kept, uh, it would keep, it kept mounting, uh, here into my adult life, regardless of my efforts to reconcile. Today, my friends, and I hope that you are joining me in this. I am so grateful to share that by the grace of God, I am learning. I'm learning to walk in the peace of making forgiveness an operative word. So glad. I am so glad that you are making this leg of the journey with me. God has given us all that we need to be the change that we want to experience. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord.